River Glen. Everybody, great to see you. River Glen's one church in many locations, and so everybody here in in Waukesha, let's uh, let's 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 give a big welcome, show some hospitality to everybody on the other side of the camera, yeah. over in Pewaukee and online, uh, whatever your location. Thank you so much. Uh, we're just delighted uh, to have you with us for uh, church. Anybody excited about the big game tonight? Yes. Yeah. Good. Good. Little survey. Uh, how many of you think Chiefs are going to win? By applause. Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay. Uh, Eagles. Anybody think Eagles? Uh, who doesn't care? <laughs> All right. Let's move on then. Uh, yeah, today we're beginning a new series called uh, A Generous Life. I'm super excited to share with you some ideas God's put on my heart. I realize that this may, may not seem like the best time in the world to... Uh, talk about uh, generosity with um, increasing prices. I don't know if anybody's been to the grocery store uh, recently. I went, I went, I don't go very often. My wife does the shopping and I grabbed a head of cauliflower, didn't check the price. Uh, yeah, I went to the checkout and uh, $6.99. Yeah, one head of cauliflower. I paid it. I thought, oh, I must have grabbed organic or, you know, super duper. No, that's just normal cauliflower. How about eggs? You know, you might need to refinance your house. Go buy some eggs. Here's a uh, Valentine's idea. Uh, impress her with something expensive. You know, give her a carton of uh, some um, eggs. Some prices have increased. But you know what that means? That means this is the best time. This is a great time to talk about generosity because needs are so great. And blessings will go further. Jesus made many counterintuitive statements that seem backwards, upside down. He said the way to live is to deny yourself. The way to become the greatest is to become the least. But I think maybe the most counterintuitive statement that he ever made gets repeated by the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 20. Check out what Jesus said. It's more blessed to give than to receive. That word blessed in the original language carries with it the idea of happiness. To be blessed is to be made happy by God. You could translate this, happier are those who give than those who receive. And research backs this up. It's interesting. Uh, uh, by the way, a recent Gallup poll found that one of the primary indicators of a satisfied, happy life is uh, generosity. You think it'd be the opposite? The more you acquire? No, it's not. Uh, the happiest uh, people are, are, are indicated uh, by gener generos generosity. Now, maybe it's your first time here um, with us today, in person, online, you know, maybe you're not a follower, not yet a follower uh, of Jesus. I want you to know we're thrilled. We're delighted uh, to have you here. And I hope that you'll apply this message because I think you can benefit from living a generous life. We sat down with a group of kids, RG kids, and interviewed them and asked them some questions about generosity. Check this out. Um, what do you know about the word generosity? Generosity means you're acting generous to others. It's like to give somebody something without like asking to do it. Being nice to others when you're, when they're not nice to you. It means that you're being kind. Think of somebody in your life who gives a lot? Mm-hmm. Who? Um, my mom. Like she actually found this in her um, when she was organizing her bathroom and she gave it to me. Do you know do you know anybody in your life that likes to give things? Jesus. Uh, my sister Mia. She gives like a bunch of artwork and stuff to me. 
What's the best present you've ever gotten? My stuffed animal leopard. Usually Pokemon. Pokemon cards, water, food, and a lot of other things. Yeah. A snow globe. It's a unicorn and confetti. I have a head of I pay polka. What are some other ways that we can give to people? When people fall down and hurt themselves, people can pick them up back up. Giving someone something? Like what? Like food or water. Like giving a present and saying, I'm, think I'm thinking for you. Maybe like giving somebody a compliment. Well, we give toys. We give them away to other families that don't have much toys. Do you think giving can be fun? Yes. How can it be fun? Uh, knowing that someone else will get something that they need. Like, because it feels good to give. If you're giving a gift, it's fun to like go pick something out. You're like, hmm, like I wonder who the, what this person would like or something. And it's really fun to go pick out a gift. Yeah, you like giving people gifts? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, let's give those kids a hand. Those kids are amazing, they're smart, they're full of wisdom. Jesus said that uh, to have the faith of, of a child, at times we can learn from, from kids. And these kids got it right. Generosity not only helps other people, not only meets needs, brings us joy and happiness and satisfaction. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So anybody stressed out today? I got the solution for your stress. Give to somebody who can't give back to you. It'll relieve your stress. Anybody feeling anxious? Anybody dealing with anxiety? The best, the number one advice from psychologists, let alone the Bible, serve somebody who can't give back to you. Jesus knew what he was talking about. The happiest people are those who live generous lives. And I want you to know, just, I'm just so grateful to be part of a church where so many believe uh, those words of Jesus. Last fall, October, we did the offering. We gave away a weekend offering, every penny of it to meet needs locally and regionally. We set a goal, $200,000. You guys uh, surpassed that goal. We took some of the extra and we gave it to a mission in Haiti that we have a partnership with. Haiti has terrible poverty. And on top of that, they got hit hard by the pandemic. And a couple years ago, the assassination of their uh, president. And uh, here's the picture from this moment, one of my favorite moments of the year when uh, we uh, gave a, a generous check from that offering to Pastor Noel, second from the right, who's a missionary church planter in Haiti. He just happened to be in the area. He didn't know anything about our offering. He stopped by to give us an update and it was so much fun to be able to surprise him with that uh, generous check. And, 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 and he said to us that he was blown away by your uh, generosity. Can we just take a moment, just give God a hand, celebrate God and God's generosity through you to help those hurting churches, those hurting people in, in Haiti. It is more blessed to give than receive, but yeah, it's not just something Jesus said. It goes all the way back to the very beginning of creation. Right after God finished creation, look at what God says to Adam and, and Eve. God said, I give to you 
every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. Isn't it interesting? God didn't just give us trees and, and plants and fruit. He gave us seeds. Look at that. Two times God mentions plants with seeds, fruit with seeds. Why? You know, because we could take the fruit and eat it for food, and that would be good. But those seeds, man, we can plant those seeds, and we can grow more trees and more fruit that we can give to those in need. God is a generous God, and he made us in his image, and that's why we find happiness and satisfaction and purpose and joy in living a generous life. Now, when we start talking about a generous life, I know for many of us, you know, our mind goes immediately to money. You know, we think about money. And money is certainly part of it. Money is important. But I want you to think about generosity like a muscle that we develop in every area of our uh, life, including our, our, our talk, our time, our talent, and our treasure. A friend of mine says there are two kinds of people in this world. There are here I am kinds of people, and then there are there you are kinds of, of people. Some people walk into a room and they're like, here I am. I think all of us probably do this, you know, lean this way at times. Here, here I am. Let, let's talk about me. Let, let's focus on, on me. And then there are people who walk into a room and the person goes, there you are. How are you? How are you doing? And they're lavishly generous with their talk, their words, and their um, conversation. When you come home from work, maybe it's uh, with a roommate or spouse, you know, you walk into the room and you say, you know, how was your day? And they just start in that this happened and that happened. I got a phone call. It was, it was bad. It was a tough day. It was, it was difficult. Do you say, yeah, mine too. And mine was worse than you. That's a here I am kind of re response. A there you are person goes, that sounds really difficult. Do you want to talk about it? And my wife, my wife will tell you that's what I say almost never. Yeah, I need to work on this. I need to grow on my generosity with words and focusing on other people in conversation. And here's what, here's what you'll find is that when you get generous with your uh, talk, it'll lead you to get generous with your time because it takes time to listen to other people. Maybe, maybe you're like me, though. Here, here's what I, here's what I uh, discover. I, I, I actually find joy in giving money I really struggle being generous with, with my uh, time because I get busy and distracted. But what if you and I did this? What if we decided this week, every time that we sit down and have a meal with somebody, we're going to just put that phone aside. We're going to put the phone away, and we are going to be generous with our attention. We're going to look them in the eye, and we're going to give all of ourselves to this other person and listen to them in, instead of checking the screens screen every couple of minutes. We start showing generosity with our talk and time, and that'll lead to generosity uh, with our talent, uh, which is really fun because all of us have a talent. Some of you are really good cooks. Some of you are incredible, incredible bakers. You love to bake cakes and cookies and pies and, and, and breads, and you like to bake and you like to give things to other people. And if that's you, if you're an incredible baker, if you're like this God-gifted baker and you don't have anybody to provide this service to, um, I'll, I'll take that for, you, for the team, okay? You know, you can, you can give, you can give to, to uh, me. Here's a couple of people who are very uh, generous with their, with their talents, Karen Graff and, and Shirley Flowers. 
on the right. They got baptized uh, together a few years ago. They started volunteering in our kitchen. And Shirley loves to bake. She started baking cookies, homemade cookies, and bringing them every other Saturday for our volunteers. Karen and Shirley are very generous with their uh, talent. Some of you are really good working with your hands. You can, you can fix things. You can repair just about anything. <clears throat> Is there, do you know a, a single mom or a widow that would love some of your time and uh, uh, talent? Some of you can build anything, like Dan Melbauer here. Dan has built many of our stage designs. He built the one that we're gonna use for the next series. He's built many of the furnish, furnishings in our lobby. Uh, Dan Melbauer, very generous with his uh, talent. Uh, some of you are just good with kids. You love hanging out with kids, teaching lessons to kids, holding babies in the nursery. Do you know some parents that would love a, a night off? We've got lots of kids in RG Kids every weekend that would love some of your time and your uh, talent. Brad Matter has taught in RG Preschool on the weekends for 14 uh, years. If, if your kids had Teacher Brad, you probably heard about it because of the fun snacks and props that he likes to uh, bring. Brad also teaches four weekly Bible studies at a local nursing home and four classes at a local Christian preschool. Brad's just very generous with his time and his talent. And when we begin to give our, 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 our talk, our time, and our talent, <clears throat> it brings joy and happiness and satisfaction and purpose into our lives. Now, I've heard some people say this. They say, okay, so good. So if I give my uh, talk, my, talent, my, my time, my talent, then I don't have to give my treasure. I don't have to give money. But that's not what the Bible says. That's not what Jesus taught. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. In other words, Jesus said, where your money's going, that's where your heart is going. Talk Time and talent are great, they're very important, but if you really want to live a generous life, if you really want to fully, more fully experience the blessings and joy and happiness that God has for you, put your money, put your money into it. Put your money into it and your talk, time, talent, and treasure will go further and make a greater impact. Let me illustrate. Uh, ladies, I want you to imagine that you're dating a young man. <clears throat> and he's really generous with his talk and with his time and his talent with you. And one day he gets down on a knee and he proposes marriage. And he reaches down into his pocket and he pulls out a cheap plastic ring uh, that he got out of a Cracker Jack box. And he says, will you marry me? And you express disappointment at the cost of the ring, and he says, it, it don't matter, baby. What matters is my heart. But you know he spent $1,000 on new rims for his truck last week. <laughs> and he's about to spend $2,000 on a fishing trip with his buddy. He's got money. He's just not spending it on you. I would tell you, don't just listen to his mouth. Listen to his money, because where the money's going, that's where his heart is. Giving your treasure is the most powerful way uh, to live a generous life. And nothing says more about what we think about God, about the importance that we place on God than generosity with our uh, treasure. Generosity is really the clearest indicator of what you believe about God. Generosity is a proclamation of your theology. 
You know, when we hear that verse where Jesus said it's more blessed to give than receive, we tend to think that, that that's talking about blessings for us, and it is. We do receive blessings when we give, and we're going to talk about those blessings during this series, but it's also true that when we give generously, it blesses God. It honors God. And I can't think of a better reason for us to be generous. And so today, I want to share with you three ways that we bless God when we use our money in a way that reveals what we really think about him. Here's the first way. It blesses God by recognizing his ownership. Scripture makes it very clear, absolutely clear. God owns it it, it all. Moses was the greatest prophet in the Bible Besides Jesus, look at what Moses said in Deuteronomy 10. To the Lord your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth, and everything in it. David was the greatest king in the Bible. Besides Jesus, Psalm 24, David writes, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world, and all who live in it. Let's let's go even higher. Listen to God himself in Job chapter 41. God says, who has a claim against me that I must pay? Everything under heaven belongs to me. I could go on and on. Do you know there are over 50 verses like this that make the point that that God made everything? It belongs to him, not us. And so we bless God, we honor God when we behave like entrusted children rather than entitled children. You know, those of you that have kids or maybe you're just around kids, how how do you feel when you do something for a child and they act like you owe them? and they don't say thank you, and they complain. I mean, does that bless you? Does that honor you? No, probably not. And God is the same way. It blesses God when we act like entrusted children rather than entitled children. And the primary way revealed in Scripture for us to do that is by the practice of tithing. The word tithe means one-tenth. God created this practice of tithing in the Old Testament when he asked his people to take one-tenth of everything they produced and bring it to the, to the temple, to the work of God, to acknowledge his ownership. Deuteronomy 14 says, you must set aside a tithe of your crops, <clears throat> one-tenth of all the crops you harvest each year. Bring this tithe to the designated place of worship. Uh, doing this will teach you to always fear, to always honor the Lord your God. So it wasn't like, okay, God, now I'll give you 10%. The other 90% is, is mine. No, you tithe as a way to acknowledge that it all belongs to God. That's why the scripture doesn't tell us to give a tithe. It tells us to bring a, a tithe. Let me explain the uh, difference. I love to ride my bicycle. I've, I uh, live near a trail in Waukesha, and I love to get on that trail with my bicycle. I got my bike, just got my bike all tuned up. It's ready to go. Just need some warmer weather, and, and I'm looking forward to getting out on, the, on that trail. But let's say this summer you walk up to me and you say, Ben, uh, my, my family, uh, we're going on a family bike ride this Saturday on a trail in Milwaukee, but I don't have a bike. Do you know any place where I can get a cheap bike? For, for Saturday. And I'm like, you don't want to buy a bike just to use it one time. You can use mine. And so you borrow my, my, my bike. And a couple weeks later, uh, you call me and you say, Pastor Ben, my wife and I have been thinking about it. We've been praying 
uh, about it, and we just appreciate, we, we love you, and we just appreciate you and, and uh, what you do, and uh, we're, we're going to give you a, a bike. I'm going to come over, and I'm going to give you a bike. No, you're not. I mean, you're not giving me a bike. You're bringing my bike back to me. If you want to go to heaven, that's what you're going to do, right? Because I never lost ownership of the bicycle, even though I entrusted it to you. And tithing recognizes this reality that I came into this world empty-handed. I'm going to leave this world empty-handed. In between, I manage God's stuff, and I honor God, and I bless God with what he has entrusted to me. Here's the second way that generosity blesses God. It blesses God by embracing his mission. You bless somebody by caring about what they care about. And God cares deeply about helping more people find and follow Jesus. God's not called us to isolate from the world. God has called us to join him on a mission to renew the world through acts of generosity. Do you realize that our message about Jesus hinges on the most radical act of generosity ever? Like it says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. God, God gave the world Jesus. Jesus gave the world the church to advance God's mission in this world. Now, we always teach that salvation is free, that you can have all your sins forgiven by Jesus at no cost to you. But, but getting the message of Jesus to the world, that must be funded you know, it was that way for Jesus? I mean, check this out. This is from Luke chapter 8. It says, soon afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages. He started traveling around preaching and, and teaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him, along with some women um, who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. And then their names are listed. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager, Susanna, and many other, look at this, who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and the disciples. You hear what it says? Uh, Jesus is able to travel and teach and proclaim the good, the, the, the good news because he got support the food that he ate, the clothes that he wore, the places that he, that he slept were, were paid for by people, especially women. Women who had experienced the power and love and grace of Jesus to set them free and to change their life for, forever. And now these women, they wanted to fund the message of good news so that more people could experience what what they had experienced. Aren't you glad somebody funded the gospel uh, so that you could hear it? You know, many years ago, uh, it was long before I came along, my parents got married and, and they were struggling along and their next door neighbors, they bought a house in West Dallas, their next door na neighbors, uh, Howard and Shirley, invited them to a new church getting started in Milwaukee. My parents went and they heard the message about Jesus and they made a commitment to Jesus and they got, and they got uh, baptized and it changed their life because other people provided a place where my parents could come and hear the good news about Jesus for free. I love being a part of, of a church where I can help fund 
the gospel and where I can see God change more lives. I mean, every time somebody starts attending here, every time somebody, we see somebody get, get baptized, every time God renews a marriage, every time God sets someone free from an addiction, every time somebody discovers their purpose in life through Jesus, every time somebody takes a next step of faith, it blesses and honors God and it brings us joy and satisfaction and happiness because we helped fund the message of Jesus, the good news about uh, Jesus. One more way our generosity blesses God, and this one's probably the most important. It blesses God by affirming his character. Generosity reveals, what do you really believe about God? And do you believe he's good? Do you believe that you can, that you can trust him to keep his promises? I, I read this uh, chapter last week in uh, the first chapter, uh, the book of Genesis. And the one verse really uh, just stood out, just jumped off the page to me where uh, Adam and Eve get, first, get, get tempted for the first time. You know, you know how the serpent tempted them? He, he tempted them to, to believe that God was not generous, that God is keeping something from you. That's why God doesn't want you to eat that fruit, that, that forbidden fruit. God is... God is uh, uh, God is, is holding back uh, from, from you, which that was just a big lie because God lavished Adam and Eve with everything. Generosity tests, what do you really believe about God? Is God good? Do you believe God will keep his promises uh, to you? Check this out, Proverbs uh, 3, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Uh, Malachi chapter three, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this. You might think, well, I shouldn't test God unless he gives you permission and he's given you permission. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. In the New Testament, Jesus said, give and it'll be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use, it'll be measured to you. From cover to cover, scripture promises, you cannot outgive God. You cannot outbless God. Jesus knew what he was talking about. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Giving will not hurt you. It will, it will help you. It will bring you joy. But I don't want you to just hear that from me. I want you to hear from a couple in our church, uh, Dave and Becky, about their journey into living a, a life of generosity. Take a look. We're Dave and Becky Glazuski. We've been attending River Glen for, I guess, 18 years now. <laughs> it happened as part of a campaign, I think, is where we really dug in and finally made the commitment to start giving um, generously. Our situation, we owned a business together and it was really not a financially good time at all for the business. And so it, it's so counterintuitive sometimes what God asks us to do and when he asks us to do it, but he, that's the only way he can really show himself in a big way, you know? We had a lot of uh, conversations based on that and it made a change in our behavior, I think, in terms of towards giving. God loves a cheerful giver. And, you know, it's the only area I believe that uh, God uses the, uh, the testing idea about three times in the Bible. Two other times, it's not about us testing him, it's him testing us. But in Malachi 3.10, it talks about, you know, test me in this. And, and it really just means, you know, trust me in this and let me show you. I focus on generosity as a lifestyle. It's not a 
a thought pattern. You know, you just you just make yourself available to be used by the Lord. I just think it happens as we go about our day, right, with our interactions with people. Um, if somebody needs something, we try to, and if we can help, we're happy to step in. And It's been really fun to support people sometimes at their worst time where, you know, they really want a tangible way to see Jesus, and then you find out that your gift made that impact, you know, it's yeah. kind of cool. God's going to give back to you when you give to Him, and it certainly, it came back in, in, in multiples, and um, so that. So for us, when we saw that and we witnessed that, it just made, okay, we're doing this. We're all in, we're going, we're gonna do this forever. He didn't have to reward us financially. Oftentimes that's not what happens, but he has been so generous with us. And uh, it really was such an encouragement to, I know for sure, my faith, but I think in particular, your faith. And it kind of took the pride out of what we earn to the realization that it's all God's. It's, it seems like a risk, but it's not. I mean, if you just, you just have to just start. Just getting started is part of the path to getting to where you need to be. I think people think that it's risky because they don't understand that it's the best investment you can ever make, right? God loves us so much and he wants to bless us in so many ways. We view our life with our, our circumstances here and God out here, we're looking at our circumstances all the time. But when we change our focus, we view everything through God's lens. But you have to walk in faith and trust. And you know, faith is what, something you can't see, right? You have to do it. It was through conversations with each other where we've, you know, we finally both agreed that, okay, we're ready to step out in faith and do this, make this change in our lives. And it, um, again, you know, looking back, it was the best thing we ever did. Give Dave and Becky a hand. I appreciate them opening up their life and sharing with us so that we can really see what it, what it looks like to, uh, to live a generous uh, life. And I love how you can tell that generosity uh, brings joy and, and satisfaction and happiness to them. It's not a duty. This is something that they want to do. And they talk about how they, they took a step of faith and, and, and tested God and, and, and God came through for them. God was, was faithful and, and they're all in ever, ever since. And you could tell that they, they've talked a lot about generosity in their marriage and they've actually worked through some tension. They had some tension at times that they worked through and helped each other through and they took steps of faith and God blessed and they grew. And I want to encourage you, I really hope that you'll have some conversations about generosity in your home, in your marriage, uh, with, 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 your, with your kids, uh, with your family. And I hope that you will decide to take some steps of faith during this uh, series. Something that we're going to do uh, during this series that I think is going to be really fun. We, we always do this, but we're taking it up a level during this series. We're going to provide lots of really special, inspiring content on social uh, media. Our team does a great job with this. So we want you to go to uh, Instagram, okay? And follow us on Instagram. Now, if you don't know what Instagram is, ask a teenager, all right? Or ask one of our staff or one of our leaders at one of the counters in the uh, lobby and they, they will help you uh, find your way uh, to Instagram. Uh, follow us and every, every Monday during this series, we're gonna give you uh, a, a video that's gonna have a challenge or uh, a fun challenge 
or inspiring story that's going to encourage us uh, to live generous lives. I'll go ahead and tell you what the challenge is for tomorrow. Okay, it's, it, here, here's what the challenge is on, on Instagram is to write about someone who taught you to be generous in the comments of the Instagram post. I was just talking to somebody in between services. They were already sharing uh, with me uh, their answer to that question. Share, share it on Instagram so everybody can, can hear it. I know I'm looking forward to sharing uh, tomorrow, and I can't wait to read some of your responses. Who taught you uh, to be uh, generous? Uh, so be sure to follow us on Instagram, and don't miss a week of this uh, series. And I really want you to remember something. The best reason, the best motivation uh, for giving is to, is, to, is to bless God, right? To honor God. We, we do that in three ways by giving generously. We acknowledge that God owns everything. We embrace God's mission. And maybe most importantly, we affirm God's character. That's how we bless and honor God. And God is so good that he promises to out bless us in some way. And I can't wait to see what God uh, does during this series as we live out generous, uh, generous lives. Jesus, Jesus knew what he was talking about. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for your uh, generosity, your incredible generosity with us um, and how you made us for generosity. You put it in our nature. We made, you made us in your image. And I pray that you'll just put this teaching deep into our hearts so that we will change and grow and, and live it out. And God, would you remind us that uh, generosity starts with you. You gave us this world. You gave us your son. You gave us your spirit. You gave us the church. And our lives are just surrounded with blessings from you. God, I pray that you'll use this series to, to teach us challenge us and help make us more like you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.